This morning I want to pray that Lord, let your word come unto me. Let your word come unto me. Let your word come unto me this morning. Give me a revelation of your word. I don't want to hear a man speaking. I don't want to hear myself speaking. I want to hear you, Lord, expressly. I want to hear you speak to my situation. I want to want you to speak, Lord, to my season, this season of my life. I want you to speak to me this morning. Let us pray, brethren.
16. And the last person, Job 5, verse 15. I'll take it again. John 10, 10, 2 Corinthians 8, verse 9. Ecclesiastes 9, 16. Job 5, 15. I'm trying to move very fast this morning. Uh, I, I promised myself I'll be you know, reducing the time 
Praise God. Uh, as much as the Spirit permits, uh, the next 20 minutes, we should be done. Are we here? John 10 10. Can we go it together? We should all know it. What does it say? not reading this thing like it means it's making sense to you. So the thief comes to do what? But, but Jesus came to do what? And have it in abundance. That abundance is key. Praise God. Key. Second Corinthians 8 verse 9. Who is there? It's verse 9. Who is there? Can we get to the mic? For you know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich. Though he was rich. Yet for your sake he became poor. Yet for my sake. For Felix's sake he became poor. So that by his poverty he could make you rich. So that through his poverty I will become rich. But looking at the price he paid. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 16. We're still on the team reaching out. That's still what we are looking at. And we want to, you know, take a closer look at some of the things that God has offered so that we can know how to, you know, sell him better. Maybe to use the word. It is just this 960. Then said I. I think you need the mic to read this. It's, it's important that they hear it. It's very important that they hear what you're saying. Then I said, Wisdom is better than strength. Wisdom is better than strength. Hold on. Wisdom is better than riches. Wisdom is better than strength. Okay? Never the place. However, the, man, the poor man's wisdom is dispersed. And his words are not heard. And his words are not heard. It's beginning to sound like I'm, I want to preach a prosperity message, right? <laughs> then I said, wisdom is very important to Nevertheless, if you tell me you have wisdom and I don't see a manifestation in your life, it is easy for me to ignore what you are offering as wisdom. We can clap and celebrate the fact that Solomon was the wisest man, not just because of the beautiful poems he wrote. Hello? But there were legacies that showcased the application of wisdom. Are we following? 
I said, ah, God is better than the devil. But that wretched man that comes to offer God to me, I might likely ignore him. Because first I will ask him, what is the application? What is the impact of this thing you are offering in your own life first? I will still follow you. Reaching out. The Bible spoke of an oil that flows from the head of Aaron down to his bed and then to the skirt. Hello. When we want to show appointment to Jesus, sometimes our words alone may not be sufficient. It is required that there is a rub off first on you of what you are selling. Have you seen some of these network uh, marketers? They tell you if you stay with our company, six months you drive the Benz, you travel to ten countries. Huh? You know, I wonder for a long time how these people used to get into our skin. Because you're looking at the man talking and he doesn't look like he has seen a Benz before. And each time you ask him, well, yeah, show me now, show me how, how has this thing benefited you? He said, Don't worry, we're organizing a seminar. In the seminar, we will invite the people that we are blessed. Because his life cannot sell that thing properly. So during the seminar, they organized some already successful people that they you know, managed to take pictures with. You know, they get them and they take pictures, and you notice they keep flashing those pictures in the slide. Our picture with the Lucego or Basanjo. Uh, our company is affiliated with Hotel uh, Olak, and they're showing those things. But the man himself, after the event, call him outside, say, You, 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 I've heard other people's stories. You, how long have you been with this company? If he will tell you the truth. He has probably been there for two years and he has not seen the best. You know, that is how we make God sound sometimes. Oh, God is good. God is wonderful. But then our lives does not reflect his wonders. Then say that wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, a wise man that is poor, he does not correlate. Job chapter 5, verse 15. Job chapter 5, verse 15. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But sever the poor from the sun, from their mouth, and from the hand of the mighty. Please, you need to read that thing very loud and clear so that they can hear. Because this is, hold on, let me introduce what you are reading. This is what God started building on. And that's what I want to share with you in the next 15 minutes. Right? There are things that 
Jesus, okay, when he says that, I care that you may have life in abundance. There are things that he must deal with in your life so that you can come to the place of enjoying abundant life. He says, but he saves the poor from what? From the salt. From the salt, number one. From their mouth. From their mouth, number two. And from the hand of the mighty. And from the hand of the mighty, number three. Now, let me properly explain poverty in the context of our study this morning. Anything that makes you live short of the abundant life that Christ came to offer is poverty. Poverty is inversely proportional to abundance. The science students will understand what I just said. It means that as abundance increases, poverty by default will decrease in any area of life. And if poverty for any reason increases, you would be wrong to say that you have abundance in that area of life. There are two things that don't go together. Just like a poor man's wisdom is an aberration because wisdom is not expected to produce poverty. In the same way, if you put John 10, 10 and say, Jesus came so that I will have abundance and we can find an area of your life where we can attribute to poverty then I can comfortably say to you, you have not seen abundance in this area. Uh, you will be mistaken to think I'm talking about only one this morning. Because I'll tell you, if all you have in this life is money, you are very poor. <laughs> Anything that makes you live below the abundant life that God has promised is poverty. And Eliphaz was talking here in Job chapter 5, verse 15. He says, whenever you see a man that is poor, there are three things that you would likely notice. It is either there is a battle he has been consistently fighting that is stealing from him, that is the sword, he is going through a kind of oppression that is heavier than him, that is holding him down. Or there is something wrong with his mouth. And so before a man can enjoy abundance, Jesus must save that man from the sword, from his mouth, and from the hands of the mighty. If you are still with me this morning, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. I like that. Quickly, let's take a look at the things that we must cry to God for salvation this morning. And then we are going to pray. He says, but I am come so that you will have life and have it in abundance. 
What does the sword represent in the life of a man? The sword represents battles. The Bible introduces a woman to us in Mark chapter 5. Let's go here quickly. Mark chapter 5, 25 to 26. Mark chapter 5, 25 to 26. Oh, you guys should help me to move quickly this morning. And a certain woman, for 12 years, she fought a peculiar battle. A battle that took over her life so much so that people started to refer to her by her battles. A battle that cost her so much, made her travel around the world to many places looking for solutions. 12 years she fought that battle. And what was the impact? The breathing. The first thing we see that is a result of the battle she had fought for this long was suffering. For many years she suffered at the hands of different physicians. How many of us have suffered? <laughs> many of us have, it's only on social media that we used to post that they have suffered. I, I used to see it on some people's WhatsApp status. I've suffered though. Praise God. Oh, well, if you have suffered, the Bible tells us that after you have suffered a while, God will comfort you. Amen. Receive comfort this morning. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. So he says she has suffered many things at the hands of different physicians. Continue. And I spent all, all that he had that she had. Another result that we find from this battle was that probably this woman was very rich. We don't know her past, but one thing I'm sure of was that she had something. Hello? She did not just have something. She had something that enabled her to fight for 12 years non-stop. So she had something substantial. But then we come to a point when she was now being introduced. The Bible tells us that she had spent all. She you know, some people, their battles are in their place of work, in the businesses they do. A man was complaining. He said he has he has put in so much money, put in so much effort in this business. He had come to a point like this woman where he had spent all. And yet. Some people have been pursuing degrees. Primary school, secondary school, university, masters, PhD. You know how expensive it is to acquire a degree. But this particular person cannot boast of having used any of these certificates to achieve anything in life. It's a battle. It's robbing. He says she has spent all 
it happened. And yet, 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 yet was nothing better. But rather, <laughs> you see, the terrible thing about the enemy is that he does not have compassion. You know, some people used to try to beg devil. Devil, go find another person now. Have I not tried for you? If he had compassion, when he realized that this woman had spent everything, he would say, Okay, let me find another person you have tried. But he said, Rather, she grew worse. I pray for someone this morning. Every battle that have robbed you of time and resources, of God's presence, of your place in the, in, in, in the activities of the kingdom. Today, this morning, that battle is coming to an end. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Amen. If you followed a pastor Debo if you wife, there's this story he tells frequently of a man that got married to a woman. And one day they have a problem. And the woman promised the man that by the time I am done with you, you will break in this levels. This man thought he was a joke. How can I marry principality and keep in my house? So he waved it off. He was a very rich man, had fleet of cars. I'm sure maybe the day the first car spoiled, be like, ah, uh, uh, this one. Anyway, I have more, I have more. You can you know, try and sell it. Let's see how much we can recoup from that. And the second one goes, the third one. Until one day, he was left with just one car and not even enough money to fill the car. That was when he realized that he had spent all. And he ran to God. For some other people, you have probably not even started fighting. It is the fear of the battles of life that have kept you in the place of poverty. The Bible said something about the Israelites in Exodus 13, verse 17. He said that God, when he brought them out of Egypt, did not take them through the shorter course. You know, there was a shortcut from Egypt to Canaan. Uh, people have been saying it uh, that um, you know, if you check the distance from Egypt to Kenya, if people are traveling, you shouldn't take. It should take like um, forty days or something to get there. And yet these guys did forty years. One of the things that contributed, apart from their disobedience and others, one of the things that contributed was that God made them not to follow the shortcut. Why? Because. There were battles along that shortcut. And God had said that this man, when they see this kind of battles, without sufficient wilderness training, if they just leave their comfort in Egypt and they made this battle, he said their strength will fade and they will say, Let us come back and return to Egypt. And you know, God was not wrong. Even the normal road they now took. It wasn't long before they started missing cucumber and garlic. They wanted to go back to Egypt and eat onions. 
Praise God. If I invite you to my house this Sunday to come and eat onions, how many people will come? Ah. Onions, nah. They said it's healthy. <laughs> okay, if I add garlic to the onions, will you come? Hey, you people don't eat healthy in this church. Uh, no, even you. Even you, you don't like onion and garlic. <laughs> I shall add one again. But this was what these guys said they wanted to go back to eat in Egypt. And cucumber too. <laughs> God. There are some people that the fear of battles have put them in a place where they cannot enjoy abundance. Hmm. For some of you, what has brought you into ministries? This one entered my head now, so as I'm saying it, and I'm talking to somebody. What you have been? Ah. The work here is too much. Please, the battles that uh, all these ministry people used to fight, I'm not ready for it. Let me be hiding. God says I should tell you that you are living below his abundance. <laughs> you know, some people have houses in the village but they cannot travel to visit those houses why the fear of battles <laughs> but we serve a god that can deliver a man from the sword now someone posted uh some days back says that this adulthood life is a series of shade one after the other huh? when you wake up in the morning new shade every day <laughs> yes it might be so because the bible tells us that many are the afflictions of even the righteous man but what is the confidence The fear of taking risk is a major contributor to why many people are poor. I want someone to build confidence this morning that I can do all things through Christ. The Lord has the capacity. To see you through all. And he delivers the poor from the soul. Another thing that God must deliver a man from is from the hands of the mighty. If that man will enjoy abundance. <laughs> Look chapter 11. Look chapter 11. 21 to 23. Let's see what the Bible says there. 
Is someone there? Please, where, where's the mic? I, I need that to use it. Who is reading? It's not working. When is Trump? I think we need a love. Let's see. When is Trump man? I'm stupid, it's balanced. No, no, no. Let, let, let's speak it gradually so that they can hear it. Right? When uh, is Trump man? Where is strong man? I'm stupid, it's balanced. Hold on. What is strong man that is armed? Listen, this is an introduction. Scripture is introducing a man. This is a man that has fought the battle so well that he has earned the title of a strong man. Hello? Hello? You know, in Igbo land, and I'm sure it's similar in Yoruba land, there are certain things that you will do and you will earn some titles. We have the people we call Ubuagu, which means they have probably killed lion, right? We have the ones we call Oguefi, which means they have killed a cow before. Hello? So, for us to see this man and he's introduced as a strong man, it means he has fought many battles before and he had won. Hello? That is not just all. This strong man is armed and he is keeping. Where is he keeping? His palace. Weak men cannot keep palaces. Hello? Weak men can keep hearts. Maybe they can even manage to keep flats. Maybe they can keep blue gallows. But for a man to keep a palace, he needs to be strong. When a strong man armed is keeping his palace, the palace is a significance that he had gathered wealth and spoils over many years. He has stored it up, he has grown so much that he is equivalent to a king because only king stays in palaces. And he has his goods in his palace. He is armed and he's keeping the palace. He's a strong man. He has overcome this first one we talked about. Battles of life, he has conquered. And he's keeping his palace. But something happens. Keep going. His goods are in peace. When he's keeping his palace, his goods are in peace. Everybody's happy, yes? But when he's stronger than... But! When he's stronger than... A time comes that someone else shows up on the sea. And this someone else is referred to as a stronger than he. Shall come upon him. And if the stronger than he comes upon him. And overcomes him. And overcomes him. He takes from him all his armor. Hold up. When these hands of the mighty, remember that's what we are looking at. When the hands of the mighty come upon a man in the name of oppression. The first thing this stronger than he wants to do is to take away his armor. Hello? When oppression wants to come upon a believer, the first target of the oppression is to make you get rid of the armor of God that you are wearing. He takes it 
away his armor. Yes. Wherein he trusted. Wherein he trusted. And divided his voice. And if he is able to take away his armor, what happens thereafter? He that is he divides his voice. No one, you can hold it there. Be stronger than he is able to take away his armor. The next thing that happens is his resources begins to fizzle out. He divides his wealth. And this man that had previously amassed so much wealth that he was keeping a palace soon becomes a man reduced to zero. Because each time the enemy comes in, his agenda is either to steal, to kill, or to destroy. So once he takes away this man's armor, he divides the spoil. Why is it that the resources is so important to this mighty than he? And see the thing. <laughs> he did not come because he needed the resources. Because if he needed the resources, he would have collected it. Why did he just come to divide it as a night? Maybe let's look at another story. Let's see another story that throws more light to what I'm saying. Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6 from verse 2. The Lord reigns. Blessed be the Lord. Let the rock of my salvation be exalted. The Lord reigns. Blessed be the Lord. Let the rock of my salvation be exalted. Judges chapter 6, from verse 2 to 6. Can someone read for me? Loudly. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. And the hand of me. Remember, we are talking about the hands of the mighty. The Israelites were a strong nation. They had fought so many battles before this point. They had won. They had amassed so much. They had built houses and palaces. And they were armed keeping it. But a day came that a stronger than them arose in the form of media. And the hands of media prevailed over Israel. What happened? And because of the media And because of these hands of the mighty. The children of Israel made them the things which are in the mountains. The children of Israel suddenly began to look for houses in beds and caves. Let me explain the impact of this. These are the same people that the Lord had promised. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous will run into it and they are safe. So they had a tower that was keeping them safe. But suddenly when the hands of the mighty came, they began to run away from the tower and began to look for salvation in beds and caves in the mountains. Have oppression to make believers to leave God and go and find Baba now. Hmm. 
The Bible says that the rod of the wicked will not rest upon the lot of the righteous. Because if that happens to be longer, the righteous will be forced to do it. And so, he left the tower and went to look for strongholds in caves and dens. Keep reading. And the next thing, so you see, the first thing that happens is the oppressor takes away your armor. So they've been able to eject this gas from the strong tower. Now, the next thing that happened is that when Israel had sown, what happens? That the Midianites came up and the Amalekites. The Midianites will not just come alone, they will call their friends. Uh huh. And the children of the east, mm -hmm. even they came up against them. They will come up against them. And they encamped against them. And they encamped against them. And destroyed the increase of the earth. I that was So it came to pass that each time these guys managed to gather some resources, that these oppressors will come up against them, not to collect their resources not to beg them but to destroy everything that they have sold keep going yeah and left no substance for israel and they will ensure that they will leave nothing for israel neither sheep nor us nor us neither sheep nor ox nor us for they came up with their cattle and their tents. For they came up with their cattle and their tents. And they came as grasshoppers for. And they came as grasshoppers for multitude. For both they, for both they and their camels were without number. For both they and their camels were without number. And they entered into the land with one single purpose to destroy it. Now let's read the. The result of all of this story in verse 6. And Israel was greatly impoverished. And Israel was greatly impoverished poverty. Because of the Midianites. Because of the hands of the mighty. And the children of Israel cried And Israel was greatly impoverished. Because of the Midianites. I feel like we should jump to our feet and pray for the next one minute. Say, Father, every hands of oppression that has kept me below the place of your abundance. This morning, let them collide with Jesus. He says, I am come so that you will have life in abundance. Every hands of media, every Midianites that have come into for the purpose of destruction. Every mighty man that have entered my land for the purpose of destruction. 
It will sound like suddenly. You'll be the one saying suddenly. Well, it's not suddenly. The Femi was there. It was waiting for when you don't have anything. Wait. Let me bring it to Have you ever felt hungry when there was no food in the house? And then you, you are hungry when there is food in the house. Is there a difference between those two kinds of hunger? <laughs> you know, you could be going through something, but because you have some savings, it will not be as bad as when you are going through the same thing and you have no savings. You, you will find out that you should like before we come to church, she's already in church. Why, why are you here? This day? I just want to commune with the Holy Spirit. It's a lie. Frustration has set in. <laughs> I'm talking to someone this morning. Whatever it takes, try to be saving now. Save small. I know the money can it can never be enough. It can I will tell you that it can never be enough. But listen. That same thing you would have done if you had zero naira. Why not try to start doing that thing when your money reach fifty thousand? Let me give an example. Say you earn hundred thousand in a month, and by fifteenth of the month, the hundred they are finished. What do you start doing? You start before you were eating one one one. You will reduce it to. Why? Some people may not even be able to do one zero one. They will just do zero zero one. Or, or zero zero half. <laughs> what was it? Some people are talking from experience here. That one enough to do. That, that's the one that sustains you. Zero one zero. But my question is why did you not start zero one zero when your money was 50k? Do you have to wait until it is zero? Before you start, he delivers the poor from their mouth. <laughs> there are some people you cannot you, see, you, you, you cannot send them to market with extra money, but anything they see that catches their eyes, they will buy it. It, of course, most times they don't have their own money. It's another person's money. After when they now come back, they will apologize. Sorry, I, I just couldn't help myself. I saw the I couldn't help myself. <laughs> it's like I'm talking to a lot of people this morning. <laughs> The Bible says something in Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 1. It says, cast your bread upon many waters. And after a while, it will return to you. It is a principle of investment. Hello? Every farmer knows that when you harvest, it's not everything you should eat. There are things you may have to keep so that you can have it to plant for the next season. But some people in my generation want to eat everything. And then they will come 
and capital blessings for the next season. Right? If you believe strongly with me that you'll be a millionaire by next year, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Let, let, let's make it a bit more. If you want to be a billionaire by next year, say I tap. Yes, sir. Are you feeling the anointing right now? Yes, sir. You can tap it. Hey. I was having a conversation with someone just yesterday. And this same issue, why, why is it that his believers that is used to suffer, his believers that don't have anything working for them, and yet we keep saying that God, I say no, 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 no. This has nothing to do with believer and unbeliever. There are guiding principles that, be, that there are laws for seed, time, and harvest. Hello. There are laws, there are, there are universal laws that guide the state. Now, why is it that it appears that most times believers are on the receiving end? It is simply because we have given ourselves something to blame. So, you sit down at home in the morning and you don't do anything. You just pray and tap and receive. Those are things we usually do. You tap and you receive from your house. And if at the end of the month nothing happens, it cannot be your fault. It's God because God, I have been faithful to you. I've been paying my tithe. And how much is the tithe? It could be 200 naira. I've been paying my tithe. And of how much is this offering served? If you open the basket, it may be 20 naira. What is it that you are doing? I am hoping on the Lord. You know, you have to spiritualize it. I'm believing God for something huge. Eh? I'm believing God for something huge. What are you doing? Now, what does the Bible say? Say you will bless the works of your hand. Is it not what the Bible says? So if your hand is not doing anything, what is God going to bless now? Okay. If it does not work out, then there has to be someone in the village that is doing it because it cannot be me. So, anytime I see them organizing a program war against your fatherland, I will wear canvas and go. Because tonight it must end. Enough is enough. And I come and sweating from my father's house, from my mother's house. People that are sleeping, they are not doing anything. Which and I want to go after people. I'll go after someone that I can collect something from. Is it you there is only 200 naira that you are giving that I will come and be attacking? Praise God. He delivers the poor from their mouth. He said there is even something worse 
that has the power to affect you more than what you eat. Hello. We have established the fact that what a man eats can make him poor. But even beyond what goes into a man, what comes out of the man has a higher potential to make him poor. Did you get me? So men come to Jesus and they were complaining. Your disciples, they like to eat and they don't even use to wash their hands. And he said to them, even beyond what goes inside, the one that devours a man is what comes out. The worst thing that can happen to you if you eat with dirty hands is the dead diarrhea. Is that not the worst thing that will happen? But what comes out of the mouth? So you see, this mouth is a two-edged sword. Right? Both what it takes in and what it produces has spiritual implications. Hello? What comes out of the mouth? Let's take a look at them. As we round up, Proverbs 13 verse 3, Ephesians 4, 29. Proverbs 13, 3, yes? He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. But he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. But he that openeth wide his lips, King James says, shall have poverty enough. <laughs> shall have destruction. He that openeth wide his lips. Yes? Ephesians 4, 29. Let no corrupt words proceed out of your mouth. Let no corrupt words proceed out of your mouth. For what is good for necessary edification, mm -hmm. that it may impart grace to the hearers. That it may impart grace to the hearers. Hello. If what comes out of your mouth is able to impart grace, then it is also able to impact this grace. Hello. It says, let no corrupt communication come out so that it can impart grace. So what happens when the communication becomes corrupt? It will impact this grace. He severed the poor from the swamp from their mouth and from the hands of the mighty. One more scripture, Matthew 12, 37 and Matthew 15, 18. And I've spoken to that before, but let's just look at it in the Bible. Yes? Matthew 12, 37. For by the word thou shalt be justified. For by thy words thou shalt be justified and by thy words thou shalt be condemned and by thy words thou shalt be condemned the same words but what it does to you is determined by which version of it you produce are we ready to pray this morning 
I'm going to allow you opportunity to bless yourself with your mouth. You want to say, oh, you die so that I will have abundance. Every part of my life, look, look, you specify it. I am not seeing abundance in this part of my life. See this other part, it does not look like abundance. This other one does not look like abundance. This one too is half abundance, but it's not complete abundance. Father, by reason of your word and the power in my mouth, I decree abundance in this area of my life, in this area of my life, in this area of my life, and in this area of my life. You have your prayer point now. You have your prayer point now. I'm going to give you three minutes. We need to address it. By your mouth, you can be condemned. And by your mouth, you can be justified. By your mouth, you can impact grace. By your mouth, you can impact disgrace. The abundance we are talking about this morning does not just stop with your finances. That one is very important. Address it this morning. But it does not just stop there. There is abundance in health. There is abundance in wisdom. There is abundance of intellect. There is an abundance in connection. There is an abundance in maturity. There is an abundance in anointing. Every area of my life that is not enjoying the abundance Christ died to give me. This morning, I decree with my God-given mouth. I decree abundance in this area. The poor man's wisdom is an aberration. If I am telling people about my God, and I am not living a life of abundance, if I am not living the abundant life, then my testimony can be ignored because the poor man's wisdom is not heard.
somebody still needs to pray this morning.